Hello and welcome to episode six of the Word on Wellbeing, Meridian Wellbeing's fortnightly podcast where we discuss everything going on in the world of mental health and wellbeing. Today I have a triad of guests. I have uh, Michelle Murray, the manager of the network in Barnet, Mihir Gudun, the deputy manager of IAPT and a CBT psychotherapist, and Nahida Syed, the senior wellbeing navigator at the Barnet Wellbeing Hub. Good afternoon, everyone. How are we doing? Hi. Hi, very well, thank you, Chris. Good I, I, Chris. The enthusiasm is palpable. So thank you very much for joining me. So the reason that I brought you all together today is to discuss something called the JCM. Would anyone like to begin, perhaps, Michelle, what is the JCM? The JCM, Chris, is the Joint Case Management Meeting. It's a, it's a multidisciplinary forum where we come together once a week and we think about cases, we offer clinical direction, and we discuss referral pathways to relevant services as a partnership. Okay, so is this something that's just unique to Barnet? How, how is this different from perhaps how other areas go about? So we're dealing with obviously individuals, many of them who are quite vulnerable, um, probably maybe have quite a, an array of mental health or physical health conditions. So how is this different from other how other things areas do things well, I, I would say that it's quite a unique a unique service in the sense that we came up with it probably about three years ago and pioneered the, the idea of a formal case management forum we were working very very closely at the time my, my service is called the network which is a statutory integrated mental health service so that means it's it's integrated with health and local authority and what we did was we were working with with third sector we were working with other secondary care services and with primary care and our interest at the time was getting all that thinking together so we we started this and it, it, it's just taken off and particularly now with covid it's been so much more relevant to the way we want to practice and respond to to client need and and complexity that's that's really interesting i mean there's there's a lot there that i'm sure we'll come on to and unpack but certainly sort of the idea of that kind of cooperative approach which mm. seems to be quite unique and certainly being driven by, I suppose, in some ways, maybe not the grassroots, but certainly by being driven by those on the front lines and, you know, those who are literally porting these individuals day to day. So it's fantastic to see that you guys are coming together to to, to share your expertise and experiences and and ultimately for the benefit of the individuals that you're supporting. So Mahir, so you're a uh, CBT psychotherapist and the deputy manager of IAPT. So what's IAPT? So IAPT uh, is improving access to psychological therapies uh, service. So what we do, we provide evidence-based psychological therapies to people with anxiety disorders and depression mainly. So we provide cognitive behavioral therapy uh, in terms of therapy just itself, or we do guide ourselves up, or we do also counseling, provide counseling. So we, we kind of, there are a range of really services that we provide. So the IAPT is actually, you know, described as revolutionized the kind of psychological therapies in this country and especially oh, really? oh, wow. yeah because the way that you know how IAP started really so uh you know historically psychological therapy services you know wasn't really accessible you know years years ago since IAP kind of started, you know, around the time like 2007, 8. So what we've been doing is to really trying to reach out to the community, reach out to everybody that who needs psychological therapies. So uh, to make sure that 
you know, people experiencing mental health difficulties, anxiety, depression, or any any kind of related mental health problems really around that. So we're trying to reach people, not just kind of providing, you know, psychological therapies, therapies like in hospitals, but actually being in the community. So going oh. to the GP surgeries, or going to the, you know, community centers, or, you know, uh, been using like, for example, libraries or uh, other community settings that actually where people can access therapy and just to kind of to make sure that not only the traditionally who access, you know, psychological therapies, but what we've been trying to do also the people from black and ethnic minority background or uh, so they can access as well. So I think with the, in terms of the JCM, Chris, for us is that that's very important because you know, well-being hub, especially for us, is that kind of that kind of a bridge there. You know, uh, where you know we discuss uh, the difficulties and problems that people experience, not only in terms of psychological, emotional problems, but the social side of it as well, the practical side of it as well. And then we're trying to reach those people that are experiencing the some problems around that too. That's really interesting, and it's it's really great to hear that kind of approach of kind of you know literally you know well maybe not literally but kind of uh, hyperbolically perhaps you know going to the streets and and you know going into people's communities and making sure that those who really need that the kind of uh, psychological services are able to get it. And I can see how that fits in with the, the approach of the JCM, which is about bringing together those, as I said, those on the front line, you know, who are in the community supporting people and ensuring that those who need it are are, are getting it. So that's really fantastic and interesting to hear. Um, so if I can just uh, go to our uh, third guest. So Nahida, um, Barnet Wellbeing Hub um, and the Wellbeing Navigators, what's that all about? Okay, um, the Wellbeing Hub was set up a couple of years ago in 2017. It was a service when other services were kind of closing down. Since the Hub has started, I'm, I'm pleased to be part of that team. Yes, I am a senior navigator. What happens within my role is I work with individuals I do outreach work at the moment, obviously because of the lockdown is on hold. Work with GP surgeries, job center, other organizations as well. Work in partnership with at least about 350 plus organizations and like Mahi from IAPT and the network as well. And the hub itself is a non-clinical, non-medical service. We're not clinicians and that's where the difference is. So when individuals, they can make a self-referral or a referral can be from a, a professional, when they are referred to us and we inform that we're not clinicians, it comes across as if straight away that there's connection where, you know, people feel comfortable and they start talking about the issues. And we always kind of, we manage to get the information maybe sometimes the GPs or other professionals may not get. And that is done through emotional health check. Okay. I mean, that's really interesting. So you you find that individuals are much more willing to open up to you because you're not a clinician. That That's really great to hear. So what's, what's an emotional health check? Emotional health check is giving the opportunity to the individual to talk about what the issues are, concerns are, or if they've been through any kind of trauma and then it's up to them you know how much they want to share with us and from that emotional health check we call it EHC um, if we kind of um, come if the individuals are such that they have complex needs then we take it to JCM which Michelle has already explained that it was set up you know in 2017 and that is where where the individual cases are discussed and um, it's really good to know that this Forum, this JCM makes such a huge difference, not just to professionals, but individuals, 
but then they signpost it and connect it to the services that they really needed or may have had, you know, there's been a gap or whatever. So DHC does play a big part, you know, in the individual's appointment or the well-being appointment. That's really great to hear. And, you know, I, I can see why the, your work and the work of the Wellbeing Hub is so important, not only to, to the community, but also and what, how it fits into the JCM, having that kind of, you know, uh, that, that insight of what people are experiencing and their kind of what they, the kind of outcomes they want to get. So if we kind of expand now to the whole group about the JCM, so how does it work? If, say, if I was an individual who uh, I'm, I'm very vulnerable, I'm experiencing a crisis of some sort. So how would the JCM support me, for example? First of all, first of all, we would have to have your consent whether we can discuss your case at JCM. That's important. And then the reassurance as well that after JCM, we'll get back to you to update you what the outcome has been. Depending on what information we have, that is what we will discuss. And it could be housing, it could be benefit checks, it could be that someone needs therapy or referral to network. So it really depends, you know, what the needs are. And that will be discussed within the team. And um, a well-being plan does create it from there. And then it's shared with the individual. Okay, no, no, that, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So then, so I, I mean, I probably should have asked Michelle earlier. So what, Michelle, what's the network and how does that kind of fit into this? Okay, so the network, as I said, is, is um, it's quite a unique service, Chris, because it's, it's a fully integrated service. So I'm half NHS, half LBB, right? So it's BH NHS Trust and it's LBB as well. So I've got... Oh, what's LBB? Sorry. London Borough Barnet. Ah, oh, there we go. Okay. So it's local authority and health, which okay. means that we, we are naturally in partnership anyway as a service. We are a statutory service, which, which again... I guess officially means that we are a secondary care mental health service. So a little bit like you, you'd have a locality team, but we're community-based. And the whole focus of the service is enablement, which again was one of the things that we pioneered in mental health. The network actually physically did that. The, the core of our work is um, enablement group, which have CBC elements, which are psychosocial, um, which give people strategies to live their life as well as they can. And also very practical group. Now, during COVID, we've created more online platforms. In fact, all our work is, is pretty much online. Mm. apart from the safeguarding aspect of our work so we're also the front door to all, all safeguarding for the whole borough and that obviously needs some face-to-face -face work yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah I, I can imagine I, we, a, yeah, on a previous a episode we had uh, Fiona Bateman who's the independent chair for the safeguarding board and I, I yeah. it's certainly safeguarding is very complex and I imagine particularly at the moment very very difficult exactly um, um so we used to have quite a set criteria about who we'd take on in terms of of our service and I have found, because I, I have managerial oversight over all the referrals that come into the network, I've found that I've become incredibly flexible um, and much more open to less traditional referral referrals being accepted by, by our team. So, you know, if you think about the CARE Act, I guess JCM is very much run along those kind of guidelines, and so is my service. So there's a lot of prevention. There's a lot of thinking about a de-escalation of need and putting the, the, the client in the absolute center of all the work that we do. And I think that that gets very echoed in the JCM. So the beauty of it, I, I suppose, is that we're not making the client fit into an individual service. Mm. We're thinking very, very holistically about how we can respond as a team 
of clinicians and uh, non-clinicians to meet a client's needs. So it's kind of almost the reverse, and in in my eyes, the the way it should be. I I completely agree, and obviously, I'm I'm very much a, a lay person here, but I, I I'm very much a believer both in the holistic approach to to supporting individuals and that idea that not pigeonholing people but finding ways that that you can work with them I I think that's so important and it's something that we've we've talked about quite a lot on the podcast the idea of kind of public policy in particular taking a more kind of rounded approach to individuals and looking at the whole person rather than just saying we need to fix this bit and then maybe we'll do this bit later and things like that so that that's really that's really interesting to know so then if we so obviously an individual has been brought to the JCM so Mm -hmm. what kind of um, we've kind of talked a little bit about it, but what kind of um, outcomes can that can can an, can an in, in individual expect from kind of being brought to the AC yeah, the JTM and their, their case looks at? Okay so so firstly as Nahida said individuals can self-refer to her service they can't self-refer to us to to the network so this is one of the ways in which people can be seen more quickly and referrals can be streamlined and fast-tracked to my, my particular service. Um, what we've noticed, if you look at trends more more recently, particularly with COVID, is that as a direct result of psychology and secondary care teams traditionally not now being available to take on cases in the way they used to, what's happening is that we are getting far more complex cases. So complexity has increased as, as a theme. And I'm also noticing that the client population is increasingly younger and presenting oh, really? with more anxiety. Yeah. That's interesting. Is That's that just Barnet, do you think? Is, well, is that a Barnet thing? Barnet's massive. So I'd, I'd imagine, I mean, it's the most populated borough. So I'd imagine that that probably gives you quite a strong indicator yeah. of, of national national stats that's really interesting i mean don't they sort of i'm i I expect there is that kind of particularly given the kind of environment that we all find ourselves in that you know there is that kind of when individuals are kind of i suppose coming to your attention often there will be various things that kind of go along with that whether that is obviously as nahida mentioned those issues with housing or maybe sort of social deprivation um perhaps even things like maybe uh, i don't know fleeing domestic violence or you know maybe alcohol or drug abuse i know sort of in my in my uh, previous previous life i worked for a member of parliament and one of the things that we introduced for our casework is actually almost identical to what what the jcm does which was bringing together a variety of different services to look at the kind of very difficult cases because often they would overlap lots of different areas and rather than having lots of back and forth emails and things like that bringing everyone into together into a room obviously pre-COVID to kind of discuss was a really kind of positive way of not only kind of building those relationships where you can say to someone, you know, what do you think about this or how do we go forward with this? But it was a great way of kind of really putting the people at the center of what we were doing. So I can see why the JCM approach would work. That's uh, that's really great to hear. Sorry, you Chris, know. it's actually working. It is actually working. It is making a difference to the individual's life. Like I started, you know, that during emotional health check, individuals kind of, it's that trust that we build within that mm. conversation and the information that they share with myself and my colleagues that's what goes to JCM and we do get results and they're positive results it could be a referral to IAP network or any other organization and we are getting a lot of complex cases and with COVID-19 the lockdown the pandemic you name it the numbers have increased where you know people are self-harming they want to kill Mm. themselves young and old and then that is some information maybe the professionals may not have but as navigators we have and we go we take it to JCM we discuss it and then we connect them so it does make a huge difference 
JCM is based, I mean, the services, it's a charity organization, all right? Uh, the services for Barnet residents. But at the same time, at the same time, we are getting referrals which are from other boroughs, which are from other boroughs. And those cases are also discussed within the JCM and the individual would benefit from them. That's, that, that's really good to know. Thank you, Nida. No, no, I, I completely agree. I'm, I, like I said, I think this collegiate approach is very positive. Is it something with, I mean, are you aware of whether our um, local authority groups or other boroughs perhaps even wider afield are are there other organizations other kind of jcms taking place is it a model that's working outside of barnet do you think some professionals from other boroughs have come and said um there isn't a well-being hub like what we have in barnet i can only go with the cases and reports that we get and yeah they don't have jcm and the request will be well can you please take it to jcm so that we can get the outcome you know, the desired outcome for the individual. So yes, it is unique. JCM is very important to and for the individuals. It, it does help. Sorry, uh, my So, so I, I just want to add really, uh, in terms of what happens, you know, what outcome I expect from mm. uh, if I am being referred to, you know, if I'm being discussed in terms of, let's say, at JCM. So uh, try to explain a bit from kind of from my experiences. So, you know, Michelle and Nahida can also add their comments oh. as well there. So what we do is actually as you said is about holistic approach so we we kind of we have history so we have the or we have the presenting problems of the the clients that we discuss here so what we what we do we try to understand what is the kind of current problem that they're experiencing so what's the, what are the kind of initial needs the initial questions and initial problems and also the vital problems and difficulties that they're experiencing right now and then that needs to be addressed. So the, the good thing about JCM is that we are there, mm. you know, start with their different services are there all together. So, so we put our heads together and, and we just that uh, we have a couple of more other services. We have also a Barnet Mancup Autism service there, also link working team service there as well. So they are there. So we have, you know, the five or sometimes we have some other services also uh, attending what we do. So we identify the main problems and difficulties and, and then look at people's goals, really the client's goals, what they're really looking for. And then we can, can we decide what we be more helpful for this person and then and we take it back to them and then discuss yeah. what they did what if they would be agree or what can be done in terms of the next steps so we're also helping each other to access so this pa patients can access the services as soon as possible so mm. we can, can speed up that process if someone needs to go to you know let's say psychiatric assessment or if they need housing support or if they need psychotherapy kind of trying to speed up these processes I, I see what you mean i suppose there's also that element there of all of you being aware of what each other is doing and what is available which in other circumstances there might not be i suppose i mean I, not to sort of you know I, obviously i don't work for either the nhs or the local government but i imagine sometimes there is that slight kind of disconnect between what maybe what the left hand and the right hand are doing not through any kind of ill will but so actually having organizations uh, sorry having meetings like this where you can all kind of chat about what's been going on and what what new things have appeared and what perhaps 
potential problems there are. And you have, again, that collegiate approach where you can share that information. I can see why that'd be so beneficial. Sorry, Michelle, you look like you were wanting to jump down. And well, I, just, I just wanted to fully agree with that, actually, because it's also helped me understand the service criteria for other, other services. And in particular, the crisis resolution home treatment team. I mean, that's been completely eye-opening for, for me and my service, our service to, to think about, because, you know, often a client won't make a criteria and it, it, clinicians and patients, people will get so incredibly frustrated and not understand mm. why people have been turned away. But actually, these kind of discussions help you to understand the criteria for each service a lot, a lot better. It also allows you to not duplicate and therefore clog up services. Like, I, particularly Mahi and I now work very closely together to, to think about one therapy at a time, for example, to think about don't refer to both of us. What, wh- why are you referring to me rather than, than, than to Ayat? And how does that actually get negotiated? So these are some of the conversations, I think, which are really usefully had in the JCM. That's, that's, that's really, yeah, no, no, that sounds really, yeah, and no, I, I think that makes complete sense. And certainly, I mean, it, like I said, you know, when you have lots of different organizations within kind of, you know, overlapping or similar spheres, you are going to get that kind of, as you said, sort of people all chasing each other, chasing the same thing or something like that. So by having that kind of communication, which the JCM brings, it, it's a better allocation of resources, you know, it makes things more efficient. And ultimately, it means that the the uh, the clients and service users can can get the kind of best possible outcomes hopefully so that's that's really great to hear is it just to go back to one of my earlier questions are you aware um here or michelle are you aware whether are other boroughs taking up this model are they taking up the jcm model as a way of porting individuals within their own areas I don't know, really. Basically, kind of, I at the moment, okay, I, you know, I used to work the Haringey side, and I, I wasn't really aware of anything like that, really. So there definitely some some multidisciplinary team meetings mm. happening and some services, but you know, the service that we, you know, the JCM that we run here is a quite unique, really. Mm. Uh, I'm not too sure if it is happening somewhere else, but actually, I think it needs, we can maybe we need to communicate more about that, really, with the with other, other services. Boroughs, yeah. Yeah, and then kind of share our experiences. Or maybe people who listen to this podcast, they can get in touch with us and then we can share our experiences with them. And then we can maybe, you know, introduce the idea to them. Copyright it. Uh, We need to copyright, yes. Chris, I, I think I think Mahe is absolutely right. There are always MDT meetings that happen, but they mm. tend to happen internally within organizations and within yeah. systems. One of the other things that we have that I think we've all found very beneficial is this, this idea of, of, of formal partnership thing. So the network offers a very large quarterly meeting um, called the Dream Team, where we get partners from secondary care, mm. um, primary care, um, third sector, the whole lot voluntary organizations everyone coming together to share resources and to network and this is this is like in my view one of the offshoots of that kind of space okay is it unique to barnet i i think it, i think the jcm is but i think by having those conversations and sharing that should it be a model that's adopted in other boroughs absolutely I mean, I, I think I think it's just been absolutely, for, for my service, brilliant. That's really interesting. So almost what makes the Gen- JCM unique is that it has, I'm trying to think of the word that we used earlier, but I can't. So you, you have organisations like local government and NHS, but then you also have you know, the, the kind of third sector, the VCS, yeah. where you, you have, have charity involuntary. Yeah. yeah, so you have that kind of community insight being shared into it as well, which yeah. I, and I, I think, again, it's not necessarily my area, but I, I am I am aware of, you know, often we have that, we kind of think in silos in different organisations and yeah. bits and pieces. And, you know, certainly sort of in my limited experience of dealing with uh, government 
in different forms, you know, civil service and stuff like that. There, there is often that not unwillingness, but sometimes organizations don't necessarily want to share information. And actually what is better is to share that information because we learn more. We learn, we grow as individuals. We learn better approaches to do doing things. Yeah, absolutely. To also, with individuals that. That we're trying to support our, uh, you know, our, receive better outcomes. Absolutely. So that's, uh, I mean, maybe, I mean, you know, maybe, that's, um, I mean, perhaps you don't want to share, you know, whatever MI6 are up to or something like that with the local charity. But that aside, it, certainly when you're dealing with particularly vulnerable individuals, you, you can see why there is that need to, to share that information. So that, yeah, that's and great to hear. One, uh, one of the things that, that hasn't been kind of touched on yet is, is this concept of risk and and the fact that risk is, is has very much increased, I, I think, because there's, there is, you know, there's a breakdown in carers relationships. Mm. There's a breakdown in, in resources that people have relied on to stay well. That looks very different now. Um, so risk has to be managed quite, it's quite a scary concept, I think, particularly for, for, for non-statutory services, where, you know, you do get a very complex case that comes into your door. And you need that oversight, you need that clinical kind of, of, of input. That happens in the JCM, mm. you know, where the really complex cases can be more contained, more thought about, and the risk can be shared and managed. Because risk yeah. is everyone's business, right? It doesn't just belong to the person that, that has, has heard the, the challenge or the difficulty belongs to everyone. And I think, again, that's what happens at JCM. Risk gets shared appropriately. And that, that seems- that, Nahida? Sorry, Chris, I was just gonna come in there, okay? Yeah. Um, JCM, we've talked about that this is a unique service support for individuals. Before, when we first started, the cases were like, oh, you know, where can this person be referred to or whatever? But now we are actually doing preventive work when, you know, we discuss cases, we talk about the risk involved, safeguarding and all that. So actually from JCM and even before JCM, it is doing the preventative work. Mm. It makes a huge difference. We talk about connecting individuals to um, uh, other services, but then within the hub, within Meridian Wellbeing, we have... We talk about the lockdown. We're talking about, you know, people being isolated, people feeling that they want to self-harm, they want to kill themselves. Um, then there is this other fantastic service which has been set up, which is a peer support. So for someone who's lonely and isolated, when we do the emotional health check and we take it to JCM, yes, then it is that it's identified that that is one of the triggers as well. So we connect that individual with our peer support. And they, for example, if someone wanted therapy and they're unable to access therapy straight away, then we have the online CBT therapy. We have well-being, you know, uh, we have the webinar. Uh, Michelle's part of that team. We have Daniela who's delivering, you know, the webinar workshop and programs as well. So individuals, rather than having to wait which can be really frustrating for them, mm. actually connected straight away. It's a fast track service. I, 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 I completely agree. Get connected before and after JCM. It's like, this is the well-being plan. This is what they're going to do. I, it does make a huge difference because I'm talking about individuals that are isolated, want to mm. kill themselves, all right? being victims of abuse, be it domestic violence or be it rape or sexual abuse, you name it, or mental health problems, then there are carers as well. Carers are suffering, carers are falling in the hub as well. 
Mm. And I try to connect them as well, you know, with some of the services that we have, like the flower workshop, the yoga, meditation, mindfulness. So once, you know, individuals need that kind of medical support from, you know, whichever trust it is, then it's also about connecting them to the services that we have. And the feedback we get is positive. Yeah, no, you're, you're completely right, Nahida. And you can see how our approach, uh, how it links to what the JCM does, which is that whole person wraparound support. And it goes back to something Michelle mentioned earlier about that sharing of risk. I mean, so a moment in, I know it's not perhaps directly relevant to this, but it kind of touches on some of the things we, we've talked about. I mean, something that really always stuck out, a memory that's for me, stuck out for me, is a time that my wife, unfortunately, had to go into A&E. Uh, unfortunately, she's fine. You know, fortunately, she's absolutely fine. But at that time, I, it was obviously horrible. It's traumatic. But I'm looking around the A&E and what I'm seeing is there are individuals there who have, who are at least my, you know, lay person are, are expressing, showing quite serious signs of distress and crisis. I remember asking one of the, uh, one of the doctors, one of the nurses about one of the individuals who was, you know, had scars and was bleeding all over their body. And they were saying the person's here every other day. Uh, you know, there isn't, you know, the services are completely overstretched. There is nothing within the A&E that they can do to support other than trying to calm the individual down. And I guess the question to my mind is, why has it reached that point? Why is that person in A&E when, when, when there are other, obviously there are services that, that could have provided that wraparound support to try and see off that and share that risk? And I guess for me, if, if there is a way that we can bring in that kind of preventative approach of being proactive and trying to uh, try and find ways to support these individuals before they end up in A&E, particularly at, you know, particularly if we look at now where our hospitals are so, 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 so full and so, so dealing with very complex issues around COVID. If we can find ways to support vulnerable individuals so they don't need to go into A&E, they don't need to. I think that's a great approach and it seems to be the approach of the JCM. Sorry, Michelle. I just wanted to say, not just support them, but but give them the tools to support themselves, right? Completely, completely agree. Completely agree. It's that sort of uh, teaching a person to fish. You know, I, th- I think you're completely right. Again, it's it's that that wraparound support of, you know, if we, I suppose the realities are, you know, limited resourcing, but if you can pr- help an individual to perhaps take, to, to, to find some better ways to support themselves, then it means that that obviously that the resources for, for the local government or whatever can can do, can support other individuals. So, you know, that kind of longer term approach rather than trying to plug all the holes in the, uh, you know, in, in the boat, it's sort of trying to find a way to completely change the boat or whatever. That's a really terrible analogy. I don't know why I used it, but I guess the point I'm trying try to make is I, I really support the, the approach of the JCM, that kind of sharing of information, that working with the individuals and that trying to be proactive and finding ways through that sharing of resources and information to, to support. Chris, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing through the peer support, the peer support ambassadors, as they're called, they were the first ones who would have come as, you know, a self-referral or external referral. They would have their emotional health check connected with the services. Then they've become our volunteers and now they're the peer support ambassadors. So what they're doing is, excuse me, they're supporting other individuals who may need that support. And like I spoke to someone today, and this individual was quite happy, wanted to be connected with peer support. And not only that, went as far as to say that from his experience, he may want to become an ambassador as well. So it is all about giving them choices. And the hub is, it's an opportunity not just for individuals who are going through mental health problems, for carers, for professionals as well. We're all working together as a team. And from that, like we go back to JCM, we discuss what we've experienced, the knowledge, the information we have. 
we share that. And as a team, we're getting stronger and stronger. And That's in some fantastic. cases where it's been challenging as a team, then it will be taken forward. Like Michelle said, they have meetings. Well, I have, from my team, they have meetings. And then any issues that we may have or the individual has, that will be taken forward. It doesn't get pushed aside. That is an issue. That's a trigger for them. How can they get help? So from JCM, it goes further. And they do get the help that they want and they need. That's fantastic. Again, I, I reiterate, I completely agree. And the idea of working with people, I think is a much better way of doing things, not only because it puts them at the center, but also it's more efficient. It's a better use of resources and people's time. So any kind of messages to take away about the work that you, all of you do and obviously the JCM? We are living in the most unique time with mental health challenges that we're managing as services that we've never had to face before. Mm. And I'm personally quite grateful to be able to contribute to to wellness and, and better mental health through forums like this. I would say that one of the things that makes something like a JCM work is ultimately the commitment from all the partners to show up and to attend and to make the time. Because in the long term, as we, we've demonstrated today, it saves incredible resources, mm. creates, you know, real resilience in people, helps all of us as, as clinicians, as practitioners and as as people with mental health challenges to move forward positively that's but no thank you for that michelle i will just ask you all just one final question as michelle has alluded to we are in complex times the last year has been difficult for everybody and for many very severely been real issues are there any top tips that you could suggest to keep people positive to keep up their well-being and any top tips anyone would like to share yeah, just uh, thank you. Just I just want to mention, I think, uh, something uh, in terms of what I, with the, related to your previous question, Chris, then I will then add a few more. That's so fine. I think one of the, one of the things that we experience in JCM, I think for us as individuals, that I think we create and we experience a community uh, kind of feeling altogether. So I think uh, that's really important. And then I think what we learned over the, over the years that we are actually kind of, we, we, we are together and, you know, we have individual differences. We have our, let's say, kind of disagreements and then maybe sometimes heated discussions. Yeah, more than, more than, you know, go on. Yes. This yes, is the good so, stuff. This is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, so but I think this is this is the real stuff, all right? So I'll, I'll give you some real stuff. So so I think that's really taught us how can we be together with our individual differences and how can we actually put the person just in the center, but at the same time, connect, connect them to the group, connect to them to actually, you know, kind of a community because I think we need to emphasize Yes, we are individuals. We need individual needs. But at the same time, I think what we are experiencing here is a kind of what is unique is that, you know, we are a group and we can actually support each other. And then when we support each other and when we understand each other's needs, when we work together, the if we kind of get this community feeling mm. and help each other, then things can get better. So reaching, reaching each out, you know, and then actually kind of, helping people to reach out and then go to the right services. And then if we do the same ourselves, which is something important there. I, I completely agree. Regardless of politics and everything else, I think that fundamentally it is in 
our best interests as individuals to work together. I think we're stronger and we're better than when we are working with other people. I think the common good is so often the good of the individual. Uh, so I completely agree with here. Thank you for that. Of course. I'm going with what Mahir has said and Michelle as well. JCM is a team of multidisciplinary professionals. It's a team we have disagreements, but at the same time we have fun as well. JCM, it was set up because of individuals, you know, due to the gaps in the system services, that's when it was first set up. JCM, although, you know, it's multidisciplinary team, it's about the individuals. It's about the individuals in the community and whoever's going to be listening to this podcast, the message is, a positive message would be, don't give up. Help is around. In this difficult, difficult times, help is around. It doesn't matter which borough you are. If you haven't got that support, you can always contact the Wellbeing Hub and we can navigate you. We can direct you. We can connect you with services that are available or would be, would be available to you. So JCM serves its purpose, is serving the individuals within the community and as professionals, we learn as well what's available out there. There is help out there, don't lose hope. There is always uh, someone there to support. And even in these difficult times, there are hands available to, to help you up. So thank you for that, Nahida. Uh, right, so I'd just like to thank my guests once again, Michelle Murray, Nahida Saad, and Mahir Gooden. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. We're really trying to support people and put people at the center of what we do. One of the best ways of doing things is about working together and working collegiately. So I, I really do appreciate them then giving us uh, their time today. Um, thank you very much for joining us. My name is Chris Hartley, and that was the word on wellbeing. So bye-bye.